Hello, I am Chuck Landing and welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Did you hear the news? Rob is a sexist for asking the newest member of Guaranati question. If only the people on Twitter saw his follow-up. Here's the show. Hey. What, was, what was your follow-up? Uh, my follow-up was actually if she's entitled to 70% of the crack that the male members <laughs> of Guar That's, you are know, entitled to. That is a, a trigger for uh, people that use drugs and abuse drugs. You should not have said that. That's right. It's wrong. It's sexist Rob Pazbani. That's Rob, my nickname Rob, you shouldn't now. have even talked to a woman. <laughs> Don't yeah. do that again. Just like the yids on that plane. Are we sure that is a woman, though? Because, like, the, well, she's, she's got big, like she's prosthetic boobs. She's definitely right. a woman. Minute until showtime. Did you, and did you inspect her? Uh, oh, well, it was an email interview, so I didn't have a, I didn't have the chance to inspect anything. Was she okay. in, in costume for the interview? Again, or? this was an email interview. I know, so I but not, weren't... Uh, so she, yes, I assume there is no costume. That is how she dresses. Oh. Was she at the barbecue? She was not. Oh. She became a member. We're talking about Volvatron, yes. the new female member of Guar. And I posted what is officially the first interview ever with the new female scum dog Volvatron earlier this week. Got yourself on the back there. And uh, you could uh, check that out on the main site, which is metalinjection.net. I'm pretty sure you guys are aware of that. Everyone loved the interview, except for one particular... Except for women around the world. No, I don't... Who didn't even know Guar was a thing yeah. until a week uh, ago. One particular editor at BuzzFeed who tweeted that a metal website... Wait, she had to stop retweeting pictures of side boob yeah. to tweet at you uh-huh. that... Is that what she... I didn't Isn't that what look. they do at BuzzFeed? There's lots oh, of well, she's not, the only, she's not the only but one. But she's part of that system. She's that, got She's got a lot, a lot of very inconsequential articles in her archive. Awful. Like yeah. what? I, didn't um, I forgot off the top of my head, but I'll go look right now. They're also not memorable. Well, anyway, she... Uh, she said the, the, the tweet that she wrote was just a metal website asked the new female member of Guar who she slept with to get in the band. Right. Which, yes, out of context. Yes, yeah, that sounds awful. A very sexist question. <laughs> but this is Guar we're talking about. And how can you not have the context of what Guar is when you're about to write about yeah. Guar? Like, who doesn't know that yeah. it's a joke? Well, and the thi- there was this whole uh, debate where people were like, oh... It was a joke, you know, Guar, Guar, obviously, you know, whatever. And she just would not relent. She was like, well, the joke wasn't funny. It didn't Yeah, work. it took me out of it. <laughs> out of, uh, yeah, but like out of oh, what? Oh, she goes, I agree it was meant as a joke, but it's still a sexist joke. Well, okay. Uh, so then someone tagged me in this conversation. That's when I, I came in a bit late and I was like, wh- and then for some reason I decided to uh, debate with her. Yeah, on Twitter. And... And I mean, I, I basically, you know, uh, gave up after a while. But my whole thing was like, you know, how, wouldn't it have been more sexist if I didn't even bother with the interview and just posted photos of her boobs? Right. Her, you also, boobs. Like, her boobs. You, you posted the interview like right at the top of the page and like. Yeah, I featured it. Yeah, you featured it. Exactly. And, uh, and then uh, someone else. Or you can't see how asking a woman who she slept with to get a job is inappropriate. But that's. Uh, right. Is it also sexist that a big gimmick of the band is that they jizz on the audience? Like, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. the whole fucking Where thing is it sexist. Well, it's here's a the thing. That's so th- they were what they were s- saying 
is that I need to be held to journalistic stand that I wasn't being a good journalist. Yeah. Oh, please. By asking, like, says, they're a character. Says a woman who writes for BuzzFeed. Yeah. Well, her, I mean, her whole character is around, you yeah. know, the fact that she fucks every single guy that and she comes across. Like yeah, the name of the character is Vulva. You were just right. feeding her straight man lines. Yeah. That's yes. all you were doing. She pushes blood out of her nipples, and I feel like... <laughs> That Which woman, is amazing, by the way. That I woman bet. to to complain about you online and to make a whole big stink about it. She is the one who is diminishing Volvatron's right. art. Yes, because, you know it's like just because this BuzzFeed lady doesn't approve of her image and the things that she does, which you know your line of questioning. Um, I mean, yeah. explains. Now, yeah. She's clearly an idiot. Did she right. find this first or did Jezebel? Because Jezebel also posted about this. Did Jezebel, they post about it because of her? Yes. Jezebel posted, I guess someone who works at Jezebel follows her and, and they gave her the hat tip, which was amazing. Wow, I'd like to was... first, before you get into that, just real quick. Uh, these are the last articles that she has posted on okay. BuzzFeed. Oh, yeah. Let's hear This donkey lives indoors and is a perfect gentleman. Like me, but more house broke. That's well, a bit sexist. That was her post about Rob, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Jezebel article, isn't it? Yeah, the next one. Uh, the new iOS 8 predictive text makes for terrible slam poetry. Uh. Uh, yeah, let's see what else. Here's what I learned using teen monitoring software on a sorority girl's phone for two weeks. That's a little creepy. It's a nice deep dive there for something really <laughs> useful. Dog spotting is the game that will save Facebook. Great. What I yeah. love is that there's women in here being like, "Hey, chill the hell out." Yeah. Is this yeah. the the chick who called you out? The 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 woman who called you out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, is she <laughs> even lady. a fan of Guar? Where did she find out about this? Yeah, I have no idea. Someone, I feel like anyone who is into Guar, which says enough negative about you to begin with, but you would <laughs> oh, understand on. that it was a gag and it wouldn't be a thing. Well, here's to the thing. I think Guar, I think the fact that uh, uh, Guar announced that Volvatron is the new co front woman last week. Got a lot of publicity on a lot of uh, uh, really? feminine websites oh. like Jezebel of of like wow what a crazy thing there's you know there's a Why? woman in Guar now but didn't there used to be a woman in, was there never a woman in Guar in any capacity no, there again was. there was yeah. but just because this press release went out people are like what wow. like they don't know anything about Guar yeah, they're just like oh there's a, oh, finally women get into Guar yeah, like, which again honestly when I went to the Guar and I saw uh, Slymenstra Hyman I've never seen <laughs> her with Guar before and. She she added so much to the show that at that time I was like, "How is how is there not a, a, a woman in Guar? Like, Guar is such a sexual, sexually charged, yeah. character-driven thing. How is there not a se- overly sexual woman with them? Maybe it's hard to tour with them. Oh, I'm sure. Well, Slimenstra, she actually has quite a successful career of her own, <laughs> as she has her own touring show of oh. her and a bunch of other women that do like crazy sideshow stunts. Ugh. And she actually gets a lot of ho- stunt work in Hollywood too. Okay. So this Volvatron, what what was her deal before? Uh, she was a costume designer, and also she was in other bands in the Richmond area, and then she just joined Guar recently. Reel off some names, give me. I don't. I have Hit to look me. it up. I don't know. You don't have. That's not in the interview. You don't give. No, because it's an in-character interview. Future. But you could have still given the, some background. The background of the character, not a Volvatron, not the person playing. Did you the have? Character. You could have had an accompanying post with like. Okay, here's like actual facts. About this person, I don't think that's something that, that they're into right now. They're really? pushing the character, not the person playing the character. Is, what are we? Five years old? Come on, Guar. 
We have. I uh, think it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. I think this is this well, is one of the bands that she uh, was involved with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't sexist. She wants to castrate. Uh, oh, it's okay for to do. Well, it what I love is that another uh, female, like Jezebel, picked up on it. Jezebel is like gawkers. Yeah. Femme police And they kind of got website. it though. They kind of got the joke uh, I don't think they They were They were very neutral They weren't exactly Calling me uh, oh, Calling the question Sexist But uh, uh, Hold on Let me find I got it right here If you want it Just yeah. the thing Alright A reporter dared ask Volvatron The new front woman of Guar Whom she slept with To get in the band Her response was simply lovely and I love uh, 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 Chuck Blandington's uh, response to that. It was like, you made it, Rob. Someone called you a reporter. Yeah. <laughs> Which You're proud of yourself. Very, yeah. very, very true. Very true. Happy. I'm very excited so about that. So they give that. the quote, and then it says, I hope she sprayed him with blood as she was saying it. Do they realize that she sprays blood out of her boobs? Yeah, yeah, it's in the well. It's in the interview. I feel like they they get the joke, but they're also framing it as you're a, a scumbag. And, yeah, you're yeah. a scumbag. But she she but came out character. of it looking better. Yeah, because which I don't care. I don't yeah, care about. Yeah, yeah. But my favorite thing is that the main discussion in the comments uh-huh. is the grammar. Yeah, it, of it is like, <laughs> shouldn't it be? Is it whom she slept yeah. with or with whom she slept? <laughs> I I like open the comment section wanting to read like shit talk about Rob and people defending Rob, and then it was just that for like page after page of like what the fuck is going on <laughs> but then I guess that's good better than that than people demanding Rob get fired from metal injection I would rather see that, that would hashtag be well when they did that to Colbert he got the friggin Letterman job so imagine yeah. maybe Rob will get hired for metal sucks now <laughs> right? he's gonna move up to that's metal the, sucks that's the next step up right oh wow so, so that's what'll happen. next week he's gonna be on the metal sucks podcast yeah. no he'll just be a writer there he'll like uh, mm-hmm. Vince Neilstein's retiring to they, upstate, so they, Rob will take his spot. I'm uh, now googling, uh, putting Google images of uh, of the woman who wrote that tweet mm-hmm. in the chat and claiming that she's a lesbian. Oh come on! I don't see any any evidence to point to that her being a lesbian. Yeah, who cares? She's very very unattractive though. Whatever. That's well, neither here nor there. No, it isn't. I agree. On the inside, clearly she is unattractive, and yes. that's more more that's important. Clearly, right. yes, absolutely. She has no sense of humor. Yes. That's very unattractive. Yes. I think we may be making uh, some contact with uh, with Dave Lombardo now. Yeah. Is that we can see on? if he thinks Rob is Rob. a sexist. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I think we're, we're trying to. Think. Is Rob going to ask him we had to sleep with to get into film? <laughs> Just to oh, Sid, get it I was going to tell you. You know, there's um, one of the members of film. His name is Pancho. Okay. Much oh, like, like the Mexican our, restaurant yeah, that we ordered from. That we really like. <laughs> we ordered from Pancho's last. They week. forgot your Mexican Coke, but then the guy brought it like 15, 20 minutes later. It was very nice of him. Yeah. Is that a thing that's only uh, here that they have Mexican cokes, or is that everywhere? I don't know. Uh, I think it's everywhere. If you uh, have Mexican Coke in your area, call us up. Now, this is, this is Coca-Cola, not, not like China White. Seven. It's definitely everywhere. What's but the- we have to interrupt the sexism conversation. Why? Because we have a very special guest calling in. Mm-hmm. His name is Dave Lombardo. I know. We've been waiting eagerly. He's drummed for such bands as Slayer, Testament, Grip Incorporated, and Fantomas. And Was it pronounced, Islands. is it Incorporated or you just say Grip Inc.? I always heard I people always say Grip, Grip Inc. Inc. I like to say Grip Incorporated. <laughs> I'm, I'm, very, I'm very business oriented. If only we had somebody from the band that we could ask. Wasn't that yeah. kids show from the 90s called Grip Incorporated? <laughs> that was my favorite. 
Uh, he's here to talk about his new band film. Well, they're not they're so not new. new, but uh, the band just released a brand new album, and it's great. I was just listening to it on the train ride over to the studios. It's called Fire from the Sun. Mm-hmm. Talk about Dave Lombardo, and if you want to call in and ask Dave a question, the number to dial, 646-929-1357. The, numbers, uh, the album's Fire from the Evening Sun. It's available now, everywhere. You should pick it up. We'll be playing a song momentarily. Waiting for Dave to call us up. That cover is very Rollins Band-esque. Oh, really? The sun? Like an animated mm-hmm. little sun thing? Here, I'll, uh, I'll load it up for you. Here's the oh, yeah. right fire from the evening sun. Just waiting for Dave to call in. Doesn't a perfect circle have an album cover that sort of looks like that, too? Am I crazy? I might be I crazy. I don't know. You are, regardless of the answer, you are crazy. It's true. Yeah, just a little bit. Here's Dave right now. Dave, thank you so much for taking some time to call into the Metal Injection Livecast. Thank you. Uh, How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, This is Rob. We're also here with Noah. Hello. Sid. Hey. And 3D. So there's four of us here. We might be taking some calls. Oh, man. Yeah. I hope you guys all don't talk at the same time. We do, we do tend to do that sometimes, yeah, but we'll try to keep it keep it to me. Uh, we, we, we will each talk separately, but only while you're talking. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. Uh, so I was just listening to the album on, on the way to the show, and I feel like it has a very loose, jammy feel to it, and it might not, not necessarily be metal. It's, it's, uh, it may be leaning more towards hard rock, but then there are some parts... I feel that are super, super proggy. So did you guys just kind of like go go into the jam space and just jam this one out? Well, not, not necessarily. I mean, the reason why it doesn't sound like your typical metal album is because we didn't over-process the drums. And, you know, obviously the singer is singing, you know... Cleanly. ...in, in a normal tone of voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know... The, the the way we write our music um, is in improvisations. You know, we do go into a rehearsal room and we press record on our tape machines or whatever, and um, and and we just improvise. And then what we do is then listen back to the recordings and grab the little snippets of improvisations that we like the best. And uh, we trim the fat, and then you know is what I call you know just the the bits that are really unnecessary, and um, and then we create complete songs out of those ideas. So the, these songs here, I, I don't think um, you know I don't think the public understands the difference between a structured song and and an improvisation. An improvisation is very loose ended. Um, you know, there's no vocals. Um, and it's all musical. Um, so, you know, these songs obviously are structured because there's a verse, there's a chorus, there's a lead. You can't create that in an improvisation, you know, um, you could create the sections, but obviously it's structured, you know, so, um, so it's, it's, it's a little different. What about when you guys um, play this stuff live for all the open stuff? Are you going to approach it more from an improvisational perspective or are you going to stick to what you wrote for the album? We're sticking to what's written on the album. Cool. Well, I feel like if you're going to improvise, especially when you're you're writing, you um, really have to be a good 
musician. Like that's kind of like what separates the people who know their stuff from the people who don't. Right. That's true. Uh huh. Do you find yourself? That's uh, very very true. There's. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, let me elaborate on that real yeah. quick. Um, yes, I believe that there's musicians that can... There's two types of musicians in my eyes. Actually, there's many different types, but I categorize them in two ways. You could either improvise uh, or you can't. And those who can are of a higher level of musician. Now, it's not to say that the musician that could read music... Uh, or play in, in a classical orchestra isn't as good as a musician that can improvise. But what I've noticed is the ones that improvise tend to be more creative without the help of any, you know, written sheet music. Yeah. You know, this is all spontaneous. And, and it's just, it's, it's very interesting when you, when you come across musicians or when you're in a band with musicians that half of them can improvise and then the other half can't. You know, you tend to distinguish and then you realize, hey, the one that can improvise writes the better songs. That's very interesting. And the one that doesn't improvise, uh, you know, the songs are mediocre. Is it because the one who knows how to improvise is more kind of like living in the moment and not thinking too much about like what makes sense and what doesn't make sense? Correct. Yes. Yeah. He just plays and whatever, let's say, rhythm or or kind of a musical movement through, let's say, with the drums, he's there. He's following me. And then I follow him. If he changes, you know, I, I go ahead and follow him and then I'll break and, you know, maybe uh, create, you know, interesting accents that... Uh, that are special within that tempo or something. But it's, yeah. it's really a, a unique experience to, to work with musicians like that. So you, you were talking about like having some guys in the band who can improvise and some guys who can't. So how do, you, how do you deal with a situation like that? Like when a guy who can't improvise brings new songs to the studio, do you just pretend you didn't hear him say that he has new songs? Or <laughs> do you try to weed those guys out of the band? Is the ideal to have a band oh, where no. everyone can improvise? Well, well, like I have, you know, when I formed, you know, uh, a film, you know, I definitely found musicians that are not only very skilled, you know, uh, classical musicians or schooled musicians, uh, like, for example, Pancho Tomaselli graduated from Berkeley um, Music School, and Jerry, he's, he's an amazing uh, pianist. Uh, he played, obviously, on the last song, Corner Girl. Um, he played piano on that, and he's, he loves Schoenberg. He knows, um, you know, a lot of jazz compositions on piano, which we plan on doing in the future, but not for, um, not for film, but for other projects that we do. So you tend to choose the, the right musicians. But getting back to your other question, when a musician comes to me, let's say with a, with a guitar riff or, or, or whatever, uh, you know, you tend to, you know, you go with it and you work his way, you know, okay, so this is the way you work. You don't know how to improvise, but you can bring me some guitar riffs and, you know, uh, he'll then um, elaborate on what's what he, what he's thinking. He'll kind of, you know, tell me, you know, what he's looking for um, as far as the drums are concerned in a particular guitar riff. 
you know, whereas the uh, the guy that improvises, you know, he's a little more knowledgeable about rhythm, uh, tempos, um, guitar riffs don't clash. You know, he has a, li- a, a little better understanding of what feels good uh, within the song. So it's just a more organic process that way as opposed to like putting blocks together of varying shapes and sizes. Exactly. And then what they do is they take their musical education and say, well, in the book on page 27, uh, these two chords go well together. But in all actuality, they don't, you know, and they just don't, it doesn't feel good. And it's up to the person that feels the music, you know, to tell them, hey, these two, although it says in the book that they do go well together, these or or whatever, they don't feel right. Mm. And, you know, it's it's interesting, you know. It's a lot of fun. You know, you learn a lot when you get to my stage in the game. And sometimes... Um, You know, when it comes to musicians. And would you say that, like, a lot of times... Some of the best things are born out of the mistakes that you make while while playing music? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yes. There's, that's, that's the fun part. There's things that I've... Yeah, there's things I've done live where it's a mistake. I will repeat the mistake again to make it sound like it's not a mistake. Mm. If that makes sense. You yeah. know, it's like I make a mistake, well, I'll just do it again and show them that it wasn't. I'll just do it four bars later to make it sound with it sound like it's uh, structured those are little things you learn you know after being on stage too for so many years you know you know how to cover up uh you know accidents you know little mistakes in the song uh but yeah definitely mistakes are uh you know are are very important to the creative process because you wouldn't have thought of doing something like that but it just so happens instinctually Mm-hmm. You know, with that mistake, hey, it makes total sense to stop there. So you you take advantage of that and you use it to your advantage. We have a caller right now actually has a, a question about improv. If you want to ask Dave a, call, a question, the number to dial 646-929-1357. Patrick, you're on the air with Dave Lombarda. Hi. Um, let's see. Um, so working with improvisation versus reading music, um say with a uh, raining blood did was a riff written not written written and then you just sorry about that just started playing or did you have to like think it out or um well it, it, consider okay rain and blood uh, a lot of those riffs were written by um, Hanneman, and uh, he would present us with cassettes, you know, with his uh, with his songwriting uh, synced up to a drum machine, and it's a really good idea. We had the skeletal, um, you know, um, of the song, so we had the verse, the chorus, uh, you know, the bridge, and then back to a chorus and. And ever, um, so a lot of those songs were, you know, had demo tapes to them, mm. and then what I, of course, I added my my feel, my drum rolls, you know, my sound, uh, you know, etc., and, and whatever else the song needed at the time. And you've said uh, 
previously that that uh, Hanneman had a huge influence on on your uh, musical education. He turned you on to Dead Kennedys and stuff like that. Would you could you elaborate on that a, a little more? Uh, like, would you would, would you be the drummer to, uh, <laughs> that uh, you are now, if not for uh, the the influence of him, or, or do you fi- find that you'd probably discover some of those bands on your own? Well, well no, I mean, it, it was definitely you know Hanneman that brought the music to our rehearsal. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one that shaved his head, and uh, he went punk and. Um, you know, so it was hit. It, it was Hanneman that uh, introduced me to play. I knew it did, but I really didn't dive into it and and really understand aggression behind the style of music. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, I was convinced because I was in a, on a personal musical journey at that time. I was always searching for heavier music that was that in my in my eyes. Or, or to my ears felt um, a lot heavier than your your typical, let's say, like Living After Midnight by Judas Priest was not heavy to me. Mm-hmm. That, that was kind of happy. Whereas um, a, a grinder um, on that album on British Steel, or there's another one, uh, Pounding the World Like a Battering Ram. What's that one song? Um, Anyways, it's it's on that album, and you know, that those songs were a lot heavier. So I was always searching for bands that have a heavy heavy element to them. And uh, when he brought uh, punk over to me, that was just that was just like wow, this is amazing music. It was heavy, but it was aggressive. Um, you know, very aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I really enjoyed that style of music. That that song was rapid fire, by the way. Just- did a Google uh, lyric Good search. Job, uh, <laughs> do you still find yourself searching for for heavy music, or or, or c- c- have you kind of moved past that? Do, do you like what do you search for now? What, what with music? Oh, all the. Um, well, I I search for in styles of music. Hold on. In classical music, how? Pardon me. Sorry, uh, you're, uh, the the connection's kind of breaking up. Could you uh, could you just start start that over? Yeah, I find um, I can. I'm continuing my search for heavy music, oh, okay, cool. and um, I, that still hasn't stopped. I find um, heaviness, or, or or we call I, I don't know exactly would be the, the term to call heavy music, but um, another name for it. Um, you know, dark. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes sinister, evil. Mm-hmm. Um, even classical music has that element, and some of the avant-garde uh, classical composer composers like Penderecki, uh, George Crumb. Um, those, you know, they they dabble. Even Karl Heinz Stockhausen. You know, they dabble in these these uh, these chord structures that are almost demonic they scare the shit out of you you know it's it's like my god they really tap in this uh, this musical element that you know to this day um, 
I don't think any metal bands themselves, heavy, has even scratched the... So there's so much more that, you know, we could um, get into, you know, um, that hasn't been discovered, or at least fused with the heavy uh, genre or the metal genre. Right on. And speaking of avant-garde, uh, I was excited to see that Phantomas announced uh, a show. You guys are going to be playing a festival in Chile. Uh, are there any sort of plans to do any more shows besides that? Or is that like kind of a texting ground? Uh, or or is there, are there any, any well, additional um, I I feel that, you know, it's, it's only the beginning. Um, you know, this this probably would door to to more shows. Um, so let's uh, let's cross our fingers because I really enjoy performing with that band, and um, and 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 I I hope that we do you know do some more shows in the future. Awesome. All right, let's take a few more uh, listener questions. The number to dial six four six nine two nine one three five seven. We have L Dudorino with a question. Hey, Dave. I just wanted to say you're probably one of my favorite drummers of all time, even in your work in film, gripping, even in player. Um, I guess one of my questions was, who are some of your favorite jazz musicians throughout the history? Um, any love for Buddy Rich? Um, I enjoy Buddy Rich. I, I, I really liked his aggression, how he played. He, he had an upper hand you know, he was always point. He he controlled his musicians with his drumming, and and from what I hear backstage, he was he was uh, quite a band leader. And um, he's definitely a. Uh, I remember watching him once on Johnny Carson uh, years ago, and he blew me away. I was like, wow, this guy is he's on fire, and that's into. Um, what I if I notice you have to play in a metal band to be aggressive play your instrument to be in jazz it's just the execution and, and the path you instrument with um, drummers uh, Art Blakey I love Gene Krupa um I got to meet uh, Ed Shaughnessy recently before he died, and we established an amazing, you know, friendship. And um, oh god, some other guys. There's other. I mean, I like. I listen to a lot of jazz. I love Miles Davis, Ornette Coleman, uh, Cecil Taylor. Um, you know, so the list goes on. <laughs> but yes, I mean, probably those three guys. You know, right there, three to four guys that are, are some of my favorites. Louis Belson. Dave, have you ever played with Sheila E? Have I? Yeah, <laughs> I met her you... once. <laughs> She's fucking cool. She can yeah, she, with stilettos. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she is. She plays with fire. I, I mean, well, not literally plays with fire, but she plays with this passion and attack, execution. It's it's great. And that, that I think, comes from her Latin, you know, influence. Um you know they're they're neighbors you know of of, yeah. of me i mean they're they're from puerto rico and you know i'm obviously from cuba so we understand that too syncopation drum, yeah you know 
Cool. Well, Dave, thank you so much for taking some time to hang out with us on the live cast. Wait, wait, wait. Before we let you go, I just have one final question, if that's okay. Um, Just going back to what you said about Poncho going to Berkeley and all that, there's a lot of um, young kids, I guess I can call them kids because I'm older than them, who are putting a lot of their money and hard work into going to college for music. You know, what kind of advice would you give Mm -hmm. them on their journey? Well, um, everything, not everything I learn about this music business is, is from school. Um, you have to get out there. You have to play. You have to play. Practicing alone in a room is going to improve your chops the way they should be, you know, improved or, or where they should, um, where you get them to be you need to play in a band you need those you got to get out fortunately you know uh the club scene is very difficult to tap into you know they you need to play uh you got to sell tickets and you know it, it it's really um you know i'm sure musicians get disillusioned with beer uh you know, once they make that step and start trying to make clubs, mm-hmm. but you know, not only, uh, you know, learn your music, learn your craft, you know, love your instrument, but, uh, also learn the business. It's very important to understand the business. And, um, you know, that's definitely something that, you know, I tell kids these days. So. Nice. Thank you. All right, well, Dave, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to hang out with us. And you also gave us a playlist of one track from uh, all the bands you've performed with, which we're going to play right now. And we're going to kick it off with a new one from Film. I really, really dig this record. It's called Fire from the Evening Sun. Make sure to pick it up. Thanks a lot, Dave, for taking some time to hang out with us. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. The few you hours too. Bye bye. <laughs> that was Dave Lombardo. Here is the title track from the new film album Fire from the Evening Sun.
This is just a test to see if Rob actually listens to these before playing them on the show. Yup. Didn't think so. Dumb, silly, jerk. Here's another terrible song.
your jankos in a bunch there's more killer music coming up to make the manic panic run right out of your hair
you are in the middle of an all non-Future Islands rock block. Here's more music that is definitely not Future Islands. On the Metal Injection Livecast...
This is the Metal Injection Livecast. We'd come back from this music break sooner, but Noah and Jake are still, um, talking about something in her bedroom. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. So yeah, another song. Enough of that music that was just a bunch of people screaming at you. Time to get back to the talk, which is just a bunch of people screaming at you. 
remind me why you listened to this. Here it is. Don't, don't be so negative, Chuck. Yeah, I'm not screaming. This is a, this is my regular tone. Yeah, this Dang. is Rob screaming. Dirty dick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Dave Lombardo, for not only calling in, but taking some time to make a Lombardo-centric playlist. Yeah, he did his homework. We kicked it off with film Fire from the Evening Sun, the title track from their excellent new record. Then we got into Slayer, World Painted Blood, an interesting pick. And then follow that with Fantomas, with their take on The Godfather. And then Grip Inc. Oh, we didn't ask him if it's Grip Inc. or Grip Incorporated. Well, some, one of the callers said Grip Inc. and he didn't correct him. Then it's that that was hostage to heaven, and wrapped it up with some testament. A uh, little known fact is Dave Lombardo did drum on a testament record, DNR. Mm-hmm. Excellent testament track. Well, a little, uh, little kids ain't there. <laughs> what is it? It's incorporated. It's incorporated. Jennifer Love Hewitt started on the show. And Fergie. Oh, that's right. Fergie from. Was this a Disney show? Yeah. No, Nickelodeon. No, it was Disney (laughs) show. This and Mickey Mouse Club I used to watch back to back. There's like a six year old Fergie dancing. Whoa. We do little skits like Edie Falco there. There's scrunchies involved. Kids Incorporated. K I D S. Yes. Griff Incorporated. (laughs) I'd like to grip some of those kids. Oh. That's a drop. Well, now Put they're legal. <laughs> Put it away. It's okay, shit. It's all right, because they're legal. Yeah, Jennifer Love You, which is probably older than me. All right, that's enough of that. I just I wanted to say before we get into our topics here, I think, I think that we are, we've seen the last Jeter retirement game. I'm not sure, because there were four of them. Oh, Derek Jeter. But it is the last game, right? It has to be the last time he retires. Old-timers day? Right? Yeah, but that's down the road. Isn't he in the Yankees? Yes. Was. He's retired now. Okay, don't he, you not like the Yankees? Correct. So yes. why do you care whether or not he Because it's annoying. There's because so much coverage of his retirement. It's oh. non-stop, emotional, sappy, yes. Well, aren't pompous. you just feeding into it by even bringing... If, if, if we don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. That's not true. Who's your now? Who do you, which Yankee do you hate the most now that he's gone? I, I don't really. I, I don't know. I don't. Did you think, hate Derek Jeter? No, I what did he ever do to you? It's it's you hate just, everything. All the baggage that comes with Derek. Yeah, I don't Jeter. think he's. I mean, there's Ray Rice running around. You know, and, and he's Adrian not actually Peterson. running around. Neither of them are running around at the moment. But yeah, exactly. They're both standing still. But I mean, they. You know, with that kind of person in the world, I don't think he's the worst. Could person. we have Ray Rice punch Derek Jeter in the face? <laughs> I just feel like it's so. He, he's just not. The epitome of class to be like holding a candle up to. But like, hey, he's never raped anyone, Darren. Come on. That's the bar. That's a great achievement. Yeah. Yeah. And he gives great uh, parting gifts to the women he hooks up with. So condescending and shit. As long as they give him a little analingus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's fucked a thousand women and never got in trouble or a scandal. That's the bar. Yeah. uh, That's class. Yeah. That is class. He keeps on. He He keeps his women. He gives them some hush money. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry I had to mention that, but. I'm very annoyed by all that shit. Uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about Blackish, the new show on a- ABC, right. and the episode debuted earlier this week, and I watched it. Figured it's gotten fairly good reviews. I got. I, I, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt because it was the pilot, but it was rough. Really, some of the yeah. some of the lines were just. I, I was like, I couldn't believe that this person is actually like. This is not something this character would say. It's clear someone. And you wrote really that. know how black people interact, so it would, you, exactly arbiter uh, of this. So the the whole thing, like one of the plots of the show, was that Anthony Anderson 
uh, his son was uh, trying out for for a team in in, high, in his high school, and he thought it it, it was for the basketball team because obviously black people love basketball, but it was actually for the field hockey team, and he was very ashamed of his son for for picking a white sport. That's a white sport. I thought that was just a sport for girls, well, regardless uh, of color. There you go. Uh, but then uh, later on in the show, there was one part that basically redeemed the entire episode for me, and I, I, I extracted it for you guys. Oh, wow. And so this is after the, uh, the auditions or whatever, and he's on the, the field hockey team. And then his son, who is Andre Jr., uh, comes in and talks to his dad. Dad, me and some of the field mob decided what I should do for field my birthday mob? party. I want to have a bar mitzvah. Oh. Before you say anything, I know we're not Jewish, but Zach knows a rabbi who's great at pushing through conversion, so... Hold on. So you'd be willing to forsake your own religion to have a party? Short answer, yes. Are you listening to this? Dad, now that I think about it, if I do, you won't have to worry about anyone calling me Andy anymore, because when I convert, I'll get a Hebrew name. I'm going to go with either Shlomo or Shmuel. (laughs) What? (laughs) Shlomo reference on the show. Shlomo is the producer of Blackish. It makes perfect sense. (laughs) Otherwise, it's very heavy handed. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) How was the show overall? Did you see it? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I I might watch another episode, but I was not impressed. Hmm. Okay. It It was just a weaker modern family. Fair enough. Which I've also never seen. Very proud of that. It's, it's okay. Very proud to have never seen an episode of that show. Is it okay? Like it's fine, like Nicki Minaj music, or is it uh, like really okay? Uh, well, I'm not exactly. Yes, it's okay, like <laughs> Nicki Minaj. It's you fun. said because I enjoy. Wa- I look forward to watching it. It's not my favorite show of all time, but I do enjoy, like. There's good laughs in it. There's well, legitimate laughs. It's not just cheap. You know, I was just saying how we were talking about Nicki Minaj. And he said, hey, "It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. I still it's think fine. it's fine. It's, it's fine. a fine song." <laughs> oh, just that song. It. We don't have to get into it. Okay, fine. Rob's very sensitive fine. about his love. I Nicki think Darren's the sensitive one when it comes to Nicki Minaj. Sensitive he gets a little, uh, gets a little defensive of, of his dislike. No, it's not her specifically. I feel like it's just anybody that. Um, I feel like this is such saturation in the market of terrible, terrible, talentless. I know that's always had been around, but I feel like it's just at a peak now. And it's it like, feel it's, like that. It's almost. But you, where, and you I, also I, don't like any woman who achieves her big butt by artificial means. That's not true. It's like steroids care. in baseball. I don't care. Oh, hold that. on. What? Doesn't she have like butt implants? Her butt yeah, isn't definitely. Really, like legitimately that big. Definitely. Mm. Well, I don't. It's not that it's it couldn't be because it's big. It's but just like that, in proportion with the rest of her body. It no, it's just because there's old photos of her where it wasn't that big, yeah. and then now well, maybe she wasn't doing her squats. squats. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Rob no one knows. knows. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, squatting that's over weird. what? Okay. Doing squats at the gym. Well, make your butt. That's bigger. what you meant. You confuse Sid with exercise talk. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Squats. Squats. Speaking Squats. of the Jews, yes. Get it? Unbelievable story this week. Oh my gosh! They, this is basically written uh, for I feel the like show. There were so many stories this week <laughs> that were just specifically happened for our podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, but basically, there was a flight. On Rosh Hashanah or yeah. something? Yeah, which is the Jewish New Year. Uh, on the eve of Rosh Hashanah, which is from JFK in New York City to Tel Aviv, and it was a full flight that was delayed because passengers 
refuse to sit next to women. No, uh, excuse me. Orthodox Jewish men refuse yes. to sit next to women on the flights. Because in the in the earth, ultra-Orthodox religion, you cannot be next to a woman who is not your wife. Is that How correct? How has this never happened before? You'd think but, this would happen on these flights all the time. And I mean, like, when they're walking down the street... If there's a like they're next to women, I mean, that's like for a second. I, again, if you're trying to rationalize it, yeah, I, he, I don't know if why he's stuck on a flight with her for multiple hours. He'll probably feel like he has to rape her. So he, right, it's her fault. She needs to get out of the way. So that's right. To protect and they herself. were actually offering money to people to switch so they don't have to sit wow. next to women. Which Going is against sh- stereotype. That's well, how that's how serious that one rule is. That they're I breaking admire that. that. I admire that. But here's what happened. I mean, they they were standing up while they're sitting on the tarmac, right? So the, the Jews start standing up, freaking out, running up and down the aisle. Well, I'm assuming money. everyone on the plane was a Jew. So, well, well not everyone, obviously, because no? there's some orthodox. women. But they're probably yeah. not. And also yeah. Christians oh, I see fly to Israel. Yeah. Who? Christians. Oh, yeah, I guess. They but they're their... probably not on LL. So they start freaking out. And then the, pa- the pilot actually comes out and goes, please, just sit in your seats. Did we'll he sort sound like it that out. or did he have an accent? We'll sort it out afterward. And then, we are very safe here at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. The airport uh, we have to leave the airport. We've been sitting here for the, like 30 minutes. I assume all <laughs> LL pilots have like really God. thick. Please, do us a favor. Just sit down. And as soon as we're in the air, you can get up and change your seat. If and that's what happened. So they, they were, finally everyone was like, just sit the fuck down for 20 minutes. We have activated the no downing sign. Please. <laughs> no downing at the time this time. Do you see? Leave the terminal. <laughs> What is davening to, to people? That's to the when you, after you eat a meal, you're supposed to do, say a prayer and you rock back and forth. So here we go to a restaurant where Jews are. You will see them after they finish eating. They're just rocking back and forth. Like is it only eating? Chair. I thought it was any kind of prayer at all. Is uh, I, th- I, was, uh, I thought davening was specific to. Uh, and it's very similar to what like schizophrenic or crazy people do yeah. when they just sit there and like just 100%. like spaz. So this story, like I was getting anxiety as I was as I was reading it because you know the pilot pleaded with everyone to take their seats if only for takeoff, and then as soon as it was in the air, many passengers quickly stood in the aisle in order to preserve several feet of sin space. Yeah. Between them and the opposite sex. Can you imagine you're on this plane and these fucking smelly, disgusting, dirty people are just standing with their but, butt in your face? But I, as I said, it's a flight to Israel. First of all, shouldn't you expect this? And second of all, isn't no. everybody like no, that on the flight? That's why whenever I fly to Israel back to my mother country, where I have my family <laughs> and where I was country. born... Um, I take the Friday night flight when it's Shabbos I was and they're about not to allowed say. To, to fly. And I have been on an El Al flight before with Orthodox people and also some of them do take Continental which is what I take now because I stay away from El Al. Is Continental <laughs> cheaper? Continental flies on Friday nights. Okay. LL doesn't because it's and, a kosher airline. And they ban uh, Chinese people on that flight. Right. <laughs> they are just the most vile, disgusting yep. people and they just... Stand in the aisle, and they just look at you, or they just like stand yeah. there, and, and they're dirty. And you should stinky. you should flash a tit next time, like really ew, make them sit. Ew, no, they want that. <laughs> Rob's right just looking for an excuse <laughs> for no one to fly. Yeah, yeah. I won't be on the flight though. What does it matter to me? Maybe you're flying. Maybe you're seeing the homeland. You're doing your birthright. Finally, this is your captain speaking. If you look to the left, you'll see Noah's breast. Booking <laughs> <laughs> out of her life, Bertha. You want your sister went last year? Did she not recommend? you go 
I'm too old to go at this is point. Is it? There's a cutoff? Yeah, it's uh, um, like 29. Oh. El Duterino asks, why are they so dirty? Do they not shower? It's not that. They just wear so many layers of clothes and they're hairy and they just perspire a lot. It might be that they don't shower too. And yeah, I guess yeah, some that's of them. a sin. What do they have to shower for? Maybe there was a woman in that shower at some point yeah. so they can't go into it. Ever. So the worst part is that they would not leave the aisles so they'd be standing in the aisles and praying and people found it extremely difficult to access restrooms flight attendants couldn't distribute refreshments this is the flight from hell yeah but once again proving your theory proving your theory Noah that if you're gonna go to Israel only fly continental Friday night when there's no Jews or how about just don't go to Israel it's terrible there no go to Israel it's not terrible there go to Israel but then don't come back so there's more food for me here I am listeners. I am in favor of You could come back now, but you I, shouldn't go at all. I mean I support going to thirty thousand feet and throwing them out of the plane and seeing if Hashem helps them land yeah. safely. Yes. <laughs> Yes, me too. Pray for that. Pray for a safe landing with no parachute. Yeah. Uh, but also in the article, it says that like they finally caved. And also there's like all these like TSA regulations and stuff. And they it's don't like, care. Their law is so, more important So, than so that. don't fucking fly. Just stay in your home and don't go outside. Unless you live in Brooklyn, then please fly away. But um, I mean, the arrogance that you... It's yeah. like Rosa Parks. It's like if you don't believe... That there's stupid religion, you still have to move your fucking seat. That's my perk of not yeah. believing in your stupid <laughs> shit. Is that I don't have to go. Um, I don't have to adhere to it. I wonder if they were allowing women to carry on their rape shofars, <laughs> or did they have to check those in? <laughs> I think doesn't that like drop down from the top of the plane like the oh, gas mask? Yeah. In case any any uh, bearded um, re- rebbe sits next to you, that just drops down. You blow on it. If you scroll down in the article, <laughs> what I really love is the photo yeah. of an or- like an old Orthodox man in a bag. Yeah. A that wasn't on this flight. Bag. This was on a different, a previous Gothamist story. About in the unlikely event of a water landing, a plastic bag will drop down in front of you. Place yourself inside the bag <laughs> so that a woman like- cannot touch you. But wait, there might be uh, crustaceans. In the ocean, when if they there are the any water. crustaceans or Muslims in the plane, Some we will shellfish. throw them off. Oh, you said I thought you said Christians. <laughs> Never mind. I be gesund. We don't want uh, any shellfish here or in the Alpalt after we land. Oh. A shrimp cocktail, more for Robert that way. Oh, you disgusting! <laughs> El Reno asks, "Did any of the rebbies join the Mile High Sheet Club?" <laughs> that is a false stereotype. They don't use sheets. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Everybody, no. uses they don't use sheets. sheets because no one would fuck them, so it never even comes to that. Well, their cousins will fuck them. Oh, and, and children. Oh. No, they're not willing. Uh, they just. Oh, uh, who in the chat just linked another Rosh Hashanah oh, no. rock anthem? Scott Shannon in the oh. chat. Always queuing up the hits. Scott Shannon with you. That Elvis Duran. Let's hear this. this. Fucking decrepit Elvis Duran. Was the oh, my game. God. So what are you going to do for Rosh Hashanah? Look, I'm all for New Year's parties, but the Jewish New Year, I mean, it's just going to be a bunch of guys praying, right? I'm What's Rosh the fun in that? And I know it. It's the holiest time of the year. A time for introspection, appreciation, <laughs> yeah, and... Was that you, Dan? And you know what? Yeah. Let me explain to you a little bit differently. Guys. Let's go! Oh my god. What is this? 
now they're doing like a dance. A bunch of Hasidics are doing like an LMFAO dance. That's what oh. they were doing on the plane. <laughs> smell the ass smell coming out of that fucking video. This is very uncomfortable. Oh. Give me some money, appeal for you. Where's the hook? Sadaka was that? What did he say? We're the Jews and we're Christian? Is this is a Jews for Oh my God! <laughs> Hashem is in the air tonight. Gonna knock women out of their seat on the airplane. <laughs> Clap myself up in a plastic bag. <laughs> Hold on. Shuckle. What's shuckle? I don't know. A shekel? Shuckle. Shuckle my schmechel. <laughs> the- oh my god. I just imagine that whoever created the song showed their mother, and their mother was like, you did this? I imagine it's just my mother. Like, by yourself? Like, you took this song and you made it about the Jews? Well, I mean... I'm so... My, my little boy! Wouldn't they have to know the original in order to parody it? And isn't, like, the original, like, a, a sin? Why would it be a sin? Because it's shitty. <laughs> <laughs> but beyond that... Because they talk about partying and, like... I'm Party? sure... That could mean sure anything. That could just mean hanging out and I reading guess. reading the Kabbalah together. I don't know what, what? the LMFAO song it's, is. It's no uh, Daft Punk parody, though, I have to say. Stop making Jewish jokes, put your vote. <laughs> oh, oh, Shlomo, give us a call on the Dirty holidays. Jews are in the plane tonight. We're not taking off till two at night. <laughs> 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 There's no shrimp on the plate. <laughs> Cancel that flight. Oh, it's oh, the same why? people. Yeah, because that guy did that same stupid yeah. flip that we saw. <laughs> so. They got one move. They this is definitely the, the better track. I gotta say, they should have stopped at this one. Oh. It's the birthday of creation. <laughs> yeah. All ends with beginnings. How? Like, this is from 2013. Okay. Spinning. It's been a year that we. Let's uh, rock the this song. Rosh Hashanah. Uh, we just played this last week. What, what will you uh, repent for Yom Kippur? What? Nothing. <laughs> right? I'm not doing anything. I'm proud of all the bad things I've done. Yeah, it's a learning experience. So really, if we're st- a year later, we're still listening to this fucking song, what have we learned? Well, listen, it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rosh Hashanah, we're going to sit here on the tarmac till you bitches get up out of your seats. <laughs> I don't know why Dave Lombardo didn't pick this in his playlist. I wish. He knew he would be playing it later. It. Rosh Hashanah, time to Malaysia. Josh from Wales, Australia notes that dude is rocking a Strandberg guitar. Yeah. He's having a nerd boner here at this Rosh Hashanah song. That's the same kind of guitar that Paul Masvidal plays. Well then. To answer your question on Yom Kippur, I am going to eat every possible thing I can that breaks kosher dietary laws. Bacon. I, I, I mentioned this, how like 
My dad made me observe Yom Kippur when I was a oh, kid, and I hated why? it. Even though he's Iranian. Did he lock all and the And then finally, when my sister got to the age where like she should be observing Yom Kippur, no. clitorectomy. She, she was like, "Come on, Sid." <laughs> oh she was like, "No, I'm not going to do it." And then I was like, "Wait, yeah, I can just say no. Yeah. I don't have to do this." You and can then, just take wow. food to your room and hide it. Oh like, yeah, you were doing anyway. Like, no. <laughs> you can open that sun, sunflower seed yeah, bag. Get around. some of the mattress Doritos. Yeah. Why, why are there pork rinds under your mattress, Robert? <laughs> I never liked pork rinds. <laughs> really? Uh, not even the spicy ones. No, I'm not into them. Eh. Robert, only 17 more hours. I made you a babka. Just oh, hold on. I wish my mom made me some babka. Oh yeah. What's babka? It's chocolate bread, basically. Oh, Rob, oh. I saw your mother in Manhattan. I forgot Uh-oh. to tell you. And she almost got hit by a car. She was running. She <laughs> was running driver? across the street. We went. We went to, I forgot. Where, Get oh, out of here. We went to see my girlfriend's friend's boyfriend playing a band somewhere in like Avenue B or something. Was it filmed? No, was it, <laughs> was it filmed? Was it Mika's murder? Uh, the Methods of the Unsound was oh, okay. the name of the band. I thought maybe you went to see Frank. And we're walking back, and we're like somewhere around 2nd Avenue, and I, I see this Russian woman <laughs> running across the street. And I look at my girlfriend. Was she I'm running like, to you? What? Was she running to say hello to no, you? No, she was running to get. It was like the light had already turned oh, red, and she was running. She's one and of a those. car zoomed right around the corner. And then it didn't process it until she was behind me. I was just like, oh my God, this woman, you know? Oh my God. And I said, that's Rob's mother. And you didn't say hello? Well, she was already 20 <laughs> feet behind us. Rob, call call your mom right now and be like, I heard you almost got hit by a car this week. Why didn't you Why are you me? getting hit by cars? Yeah, what is going on? You're running around the city? <laughs> wow. Wait, you mean your mom didn't call you and say, Robert, why did your friend Darren not say hello to me? <laughs> I would have if I had time. I mean, I didn't piece it together. I was too shocked by, you know, the situation going on. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> she what right, do you know? The show She's far. Right. I've talked to her. Wait, isn't today. that a part of like Vision Zero? What is Vision Zero? I keep seeing that hashtag. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know. It's like they're they're ta- they're calling out reckless drivers. Um, the oh, shofar in the chat said she was in a hurry. She had the shits. <laughs> it runs in the family. Like mother, like son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott uh, Shannon said she was Russian. She was in a hurry. Oh! That's my joke. joke. Come on. She's not Iranian, so she can't do the no. other part of Speaking it. Speaking of the shits, the White Castle by me yeah, closed. Yeah, how sad is Aww. that for you? Uh, it's sad, but I feel it would be much sadder if I didn't have White Castle yesterday. Yeah, you said you uh, went there yesterday. There was no mention of it. So I went you got it in. Here's, here's the thing. Okay, so there's this food fair, Schmorgesburg, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's like a good 20, 30 minute walk away from me. And, I, and yesterday I was like, oh, I'm going to go to this. It's been a while. It's, it's a really nice day today. It's we're probably not going to go again. Let me go one last time. I was so hungry. And the White Castle, like five minutes from my house, Schmorgensburg, 30 minutes from my house. I was like, all right, I'm going to just pop into White Castle, have a little appetizer. Are you serious? <laughs> White Castle's an appetizer? Yes. Oh, all right. All right. Stop right there. Stop right there. Sure. How many White Castles cons- constitutes an appetizer? Two. Okay. All right. All right. Oh I'll, I'll allow it. Any chicken rings? Or? No, no. I only had two two white castles. No French fries? And a, a split of fries. Okay, good. So ha- half, half a small fries. Can I, I just say the best parody video ever would be you getting like just a sack of White Castles going to Smorgasburg <laughs> and just eating White Castle after White Castle going to each booth and like shaking it like, nah, not <laughs> into it. Just, like these artisanal food crafters being turned down one by one for White Castle burgers. That I mean, would be amazing. It's like, oh, like go, to, go to the ramen burger thing like 10 bucks for a burger. 
99 cents yeah. right here. We don't line for an hour. No thanks. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Bacon wrapped uh, you know, sushi. Yeah, it's fine. I, I had actually it. the most ridiculous, uh, like a, a scallion pancake wrap. Mm. It was like it was like a, a beef, like a beef sandwich wrapped. But instead <laughs> of the bread, it was a scallion pancake. It was insane. Side sauce. The sauce was everything was in there, mm. so you didn't have how to much. Do, Eight bucks. It's reasonable. It, yeah. Was it the size of your palm? No, it was. A, it was a good portion. It was well, all it's got I needed. Pretty big palms, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was a good. It was like a good, like a wrap, like a traditional wrap. Um, so since the White Castle closed the following day, that means that everything they were serving was just like leftover stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, What's the difference? The other thing is. Like they were, I noticed at the time. Like, wow, they're being exceptionally nice today. What's their deal? <laughs> like, the woman uh, hoped I had a great day, which I've never heard from any of their. She was employees. probably thinking, like, wow, maybe this guy will hire me or direct <laughs> oh. me to a job. But yeah, it was the last day, and yeah, if I didn't go yesterday, I would have been eternally bummed wow. that I didn't have one final hurrah oh. at the local White Castle. You have, like, and now there's going to be a condo there. There's something in you that. Tells you the tapeworm probably that I got at White Castle. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably what's in me. Like, yes, feed me more White Castle. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. That tapeworm is just calling for more grossness. Rubber, (laughs) give me the White Castle. I don't know why it has like an Eastern European accent, but it works. What do you think is going to take the place of the White Castle? Uh, I think a condo. Oh, wow. I mean, they're doing like a high rise (laughs) in that lot, which is absurd. Because that's, that's the one thing that, that's missing in that area. It's going to smell great. Well, it's going to smell better than the White Castle, that's for sure. <laughs> Isn't there was... a gas station right next to it? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's a little further. Sid, did you have any more yeah, White Castle I... input? No, I'm good. All right. I haven't had it in quite a long time. I'm okay with that. Anyway, another, another made-for-the-livecast story is this man who suffers... Oh from 100 unwanted orgasms. How do you not want an uh, orgasm? So I think after you get to like number 10, though, you'd stop wanting it. 100 unwanted. How many wanted does he have in a day? It doesn't say have that Have you seen part. that guy? Well, no. uh, I started, I hit play on this video, and within 10 seconds, I was dying laughing, so I stopped <laughs> playing it because I was like, we need to experience this on the show. Okay, go ahead. I have it here if you want it. You ready? Or you oh, ready? yeah. I, I have it. But. Okay. Go ahead, play it. There we go. This is his orgasm. Oh, God. <laughs> this, I'm, this can't be true. Just fell to the ground. Well, are they Father of two, Dale Decker, suffers from a rare and seemingly incurable condition that leads to him suffering up to 100 unwanted orgasms a day. This cannot be true. There's nothing pleasurable about it because even though it might physically feel good, the whole time inside your mind... You're completely disgusted by what's going on, and depending on where you're at, if you're in public, if you're in front of kids, if you're around strangers, I mean, it it can make a person break real fast. It's like like, a, like Owen Wilson's retarded. It's like, is this an SNL sketch? Yeah, I'm skeptical still. So, thirty-seven-year-old is the first man to ever speak publicly about the condition known as persistent sexual arousal syndrome, or PSAS. And he says it's ruining his life. Pussy and ass. When you're on your knees at your father's funeral, <laughs> at his casket. <laughs> He's sitting with his legs crossed. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> your dead father and you're just coming. <laughs> oh, 
he's standing over his this, coffin. There's no way. This is a complete scam. <laughs> there's cum just dripping down your leg while you stare Come on, Sid. Show some sensitivity. I, I just want to... This guy's in the Second City comedy troupe. This is a fucking scam. I want to say a few words about my death. Oh, God. Oh, God. No. Oh, God. Not now. Oh, God. But you'd think after having this many, you wouldn't, like, freak out every time yeah, and you'd just be able to, like, to act normal for it. But, Sid, there's that when good. You, hold on, though. When you have an orgasm, don't you uncontrollably, like, yell something like my first of the day yeah. but I, on number like 90. number 50 of the day I'd be like alright this is happening <laughs> what if it's unexpected what if when it happens so much you'd be having, always expecting we're it we're just having this kind of oh! <laughs> no I, I would not wait how does something like this happen to Hold this guy well, that- to him and then you have nine orgasms <laughs> right there nine wow, I'm whole jealous standing behind you does he like never want Does something come out every time I was gonna ask does he crack a nut every time he has an orgasm or just the feeling as long as you live you know what? You just keep on coming. Ah! This is keep a complete joke. This is a complete fucking scam. Two Rivers is the name of the town he lives in, by the way. Named Dale, after all the from Wisconsin in America, was enjoying his suburban life in 2012 when he slipped a disc in his back while getting out of a chair, oh, that's what triggering the condition I for bet. unknown reasons. Uh, everyone in the chat now is intentionally falling off a chair. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rob, did you recently just break a live cast chair? Are you coming uh, every ten minutes? Oh, oh, oh God! Oh God! Oh, oh God! Rob's crossing his leg. Uh, unfortunately, with Rob, <laughs> tragically it resulted in shit pouring out of his asshole. <laughs> different uh, people come different ways. No. <laughs> Maybe he could, when he slipped a oh disc, though, just to be scientific, maybe the disc is to kind of like... scientific. <laughs> fuck you. You can't Maybe the disc is duty. like... <laughs> Wait, what was that? Dirty duty. <laughs> maybe the disc is like poking his prostate, causing the orgasm. Maybe but that's... his prostate's all the way down there, and the spine is over Maybe he has here. a big prostate, Noah. That or goes really, all the way to his spine? A really yeah. long spine. <laughs> well, hold on. Yeah, you're right. Hold on. They put me in the back of the ambulance to take me to the hospital. And, just all and on the way faces. there, I had my first five orgasms, oh, and they've never you. stopped. Dale has been unable to work since the accident, and is yeah. mostly house. So he gets to stay nice home and yeah. just has yes, orgasms. Fuck this guy. Maybe this guy needs to, like, uh, <laughs> look at the bright side of things. Yeah. If it's so hard, kill yourself. Enough. Right, oh, exactly. Come on. Come on. Exactly. Who fucking who? Exactly. Get a fucking job. In public. You can work from home. But he enjoys playing frisbee golf with his closest friends. This is a fucking... Come on, frisbee golf now. <laughs> this is one it's joke too many. It's golf with a frisbee. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. Who would want to go oh, play frisbee golf with this guy? Happen. This is constantly... Oh. The game must take like a week and, and a half. Like, oh, here he goes again. Just come on. Can we get through this? <laughs> Creamy beef stroganoff. <laughs> All times in any situation, they happen when I'm awake. They happen when I'm asleep. I want to hit him. They so happen bad. in the shower. I'm not a violent person, but I want to hurt this guy. <laughs> I just had nine rather powerful orgasmic sensations nope. flow through my entire body. Nobody asked And now how it feels like every muscle from here to about here is doing this. It's like spasm. While the condition. So here's the, I mean, that, that's the other thing. It's like after you orgasm, after I orgasm, 
I feel pretty drained. I don't want to do anything for a few minutes. Ugh. He's he, I also he's clearly cheating the stats uh-huh. because he just said he had nine orgasmic feelings. So he counts each one of those as an orgasm. When really, when you come, it spurts out a few times, and each time is an orgasm. But that only counts as one orgasm. There's probably only ten. Per well, you're, yeah, you're, he's you're cheating coming with orgasming. That's different. So every time I come, orgasm, every wait, orgasm, orgasm guys, is an internal feeling. Can guys, coming is not. But when he had nine in a row, that's just one coming. That's one orgasm. You can orgasm without coming. Really? You yeah. guys can do that? Oh, uh, After your fourth or fifth attempt, you're not going to have much left in the, yeah. in the Clear liquid bag. comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is what I think. Also, guy. you can orgasm without, like, like I've, I've edged. What does why, that mean? Why would you do that? What uh, that wrong mean? With you? Edging is like when you're jerking off, and when like right when you're when you're feeling the orgasm come on, you stop. Oh, you do well with you. You stop because you're on the subway when this happens. So you, <laughs> you got to draw, draw the line somewhere. The next stop is Prospect Park. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. oh God! Oh God! Keep the cap on. No, 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 no. <laughs> You prolonged to have a to have a, a, a longer orgasm, but sometimes Doesn't that damage your dick. Sometimes, oh, it does. your prostate. Yeah. Drop yeah. Too. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you prolong so much that your your dick is like you do like a kegel. Kegel is that the term? Uh-huh. And That's kegel. Women though, They're men can't do a kegel. Are you saying a you have kugel. a keg full of your semen? <laughs> no, you orgasm without coming. It's just the an internal. Orgasm. I it just happens. think you broke your privates. I just think you're you're not uh, attuned to your your orgasm. You should use a tuning fork. Yeah, I was about to say that's a whole other. <laughs> no, thing. Uh, that's sounding. sounding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rob, we keep saying the same thing at the same time. I don't know if you. I don't know if you recognize that. <laughs> but yet you still haven't popped your boob out like you want. What's wrong with you? Know? <laughs> Those doctors can't even diagnose it. It is widely acknowledged by specialists in the field. Doctors say he's quote full of shit. It's a condition (laughs) of unrelenting genital arousal and spasms, which is not necessarily sexual, Um, and they have no idea when this is going to happen or how often. And it's like a seizure. Intense suffering. And this suffering is felt in Dale's home life, where wife April struggles to cope with the situation. We tend to have arguments about stuff that really... What does his wife look like? Unattractive. This is why Derek Jeter had to retire, by the way. Constant orgasm. Constant coming. Well, it's because John Sterling wouldn't let go of his privates. (laughs) It's like, dude, enough. I'm trying to play. (laughs) Did Susan Waldman cry? She probably cried. didn't listen. Goodness gracious. I need a liquid from Rob. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> it's probably from Mad Libs. There are there is some evidence here that I have boners all day. See, it's, it's almost <laughs> oh, the same. Oh, Darren. Thing. So wait, let's see what his wife has to say. If April struggles to cope with the situation, we tend to have arguments about stuff that really shouldn't be argued about. She's just jealous. <laughs> we already struggle right now. He can't work and help supplies, so I feel stru- stressed from that. The irony is that uh, he, he can't get it up when they have sex. Yeah, right. Exactly. I was about to say, like, that probably makes Maybe him Maybe he was like... so sexually repressed that this is what his body does. Mm. Someone should ask her when the last time she had an orgasm was, because it's probably been like quite a long time. It's even affecting Dale's relationship with his children, Christian woman. and Tatum. They don't have a 
relationship. They have to have glasses on. He doesn't on go all the time to like to practices themselves. because he feels embarrassed and kids don't know about his condition. So the kids don't quite understand why. Their father is coming at the dinner uh, table. Threat of a spontaneous orgasm isn't the Dad, only please thing. Please don't help me with your Hold on. Threat of a spontaneous orgasm. Is that the episode, episode title? title? Yeah. Please. I thought Rob's <laughs> Broken Privates was a good one. <laughs> Home. This is a good Sometimes one. Sometimes I have an erection for older. three, four. Uh, the shofar said he needs the fonz to give him a backhanded whack on the hip <laughs> to fix it. <laughs> or a donkey to kick him in the side of the <laughs> groin. Oh, Scott Shannon said he should go on the Steve Harvey show and get him to fix his problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. Like Afraid Steve. to leave home. Sometimes I have an erection for three, four hours at a time, off and on. They just come and go like 30, 40 Isn't days. That every it's person really hard to in deal the world. With. It's possible to have sex with my wife. We but don't very often because it becomes frustrating because for me there's no end. Desperate for help, <laughs> Dale has turned to therapist Diane London Hi. to see if she Hi. can Hi. shed light Hi. on the condition. It's destroying every part of everything in my life. When it comes to sexual issues, people get very... <laughs> he looks like Larry Bird with a mushroom haircut. It's really weird. This is what oh. happens to those fucking Jews on the plane when the women are next to them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh God. Oh, God. Why does Not again. If they told He's... them that, the women would move immediately. Yeah, that's true. He just needs to act natural. He's he... making a bigger deal of it than anyone else. Well, it's, like, inten- it's probably really intense. Stop. You get used to anything I've after a while. I've never seen anything like that before. Because it's bullshit. There are no words. He's trying to get her to divorce him. So it's hard to know if it's if it's real. This makes yeah. me want to find him some relief. Oh, oh, he's he's getting plenty of relief. I don't think that's the problem. Wait for him to. He needs a little less relief. But even in the face of such desperate odds, there is hope for Dale's future. Castration. It's very brave of Dale to come out and publicly talk about it. He's suffering. Yes, but humiliate yourself in front of the world. He's just a fucking drama queen. Yeah. Help him. So, um, I hope that he's getting some help. I mean, really, he has kids already, so he doesn't need his genitals for appropriation. Cut him off. That's right. Cut him off. Done. But Steve Harvey. Well, you'd still have the orgasm, though. With what? No, just like cut off the ball. All of it. Cut it off. Cut all the junk out. Uh, be a Ken doll. Be done with it. Yeah. yeah cure. Or, or turn into Barbie. He's not having sex with his wife a lot, and when he does, it's hard because it never ends. He already has kids. His life is a living hell, so he cut them off. He obviously doesn't enjoy That's having it. orgasms. Cut them off. Like, or shut the fuck up and leave us alone. You know what someone should do? Put a camera on him and say, if you go 24 hours without having an orgasm, <laughs> we'll give you a billion dollars. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I bet he, I mean, he already has But it's not like he can control it. It just yeah, Well, I'm saying he's full of his shit. reaction. He's That's full of shit. That's not going to work because he already gets disability. So what does he need a billion dollars for? No, dollars a, a week. More than disability, no. What are you talking about? He doesn't have to work. He just gets to stay home and have orgasm. But he how would like a nicer home? Do you think this is like how good? Disability is not that great. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it's the bare minimum to live. Noah's clamoring to get some disabilities. <laughs> like, why can't I get some disabilities? I want to stay home and have orgasms all day and get paid for it fucking welfare leeches you also people. have to play some frisbee golf yeah. whatever 
And have an ugly wife. So that's the thing. No he thanks. can't go to work, but he can go to the park for frisbee yeah, golf. Yeah, exactly. Well, he goes with his friends. He could go who, with his wife to walk who, down the beach. But no, who know that he's going to have orgasms? Did, he can't we, work. Meanwhile, we didn't see any of his friends in that video clip, did we? No, we didn't. We saw him throwing the frisbee. <laughs> You're and right. We didn't no see friends want to be on camera. Oh, Mike, fucking fourth down. You dropped the ball again for the fucking frisbee? Dude, the frisbee is sticky every time. Enough. <laughs> We're not inviting you anymore. Let's see how this ends. There's only a little left. I just try to take one day at a time. Hopefully someday, someday, buddy will come up with something. Cut it off. Like to get back this to my to normal fake. life one day and get back to being the person I'm supposed to be into instead of the person this has turned me into. Poor guy. Going, going into this, I was laughing, but now I kind of feel I'm pitiful. Just you know what I would love? I would love for this guy to go to church on a Sunday and just have an orgasm uh, in the middle of the church. I feel like I'm getting electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> you better get your ass in this world. Ugh. Ugh, enough of that guy. Good thing it wasn't a woman uh, with the orgasms, because if we played that, I might have been called I sexist. think there's women that have that as well. But yeah, you are a sexist. Uh, a sexist? Yeah, you're a sexist. S-E-X-U-S? You're an atheist and yeah. a sexist. You got no moral, moral barometer. That's why you're sexist with these women. Thank you, Sid. This is a very good Steve Harvey impression. <laughs> have you ever interviewed other females on metal injection? Other than for the babe of the day section that you used to have? <laughs> oh, Which, great. as I said to him earlier this week, I'm like, you are lucky you don't still have that on yeah. the site. And it's been day. like five years. To be fair, since then. <laughs> less babes now? <laughs> less babes. Uh, less demand for babes. I have interviewed other women. I interviewed uh, Angela from Arch Enemy. Did I've you ask her who the... she had to fuck to get into Arch Enemy? No, but... You should have. I did feel like she was kind of flirting with me. What? Let me see what she looked like. I'll tell you right Angela now. Angela from she... Arch Enemy? I don't know what the hell Isn't she looks like. Isn't she married to Michael Amont? Yeah. Who's that? That's the guitarist from Arch Enemy? Come on, Sid. You don't know that? How dare you, Sid? Sid, you're on a metal podcast. Also Arc Carcass. Enemy, by the way. Arc Enemy, thank you. This is her. Well, there's a it's definitely there's Arch Enemy. Yeah, she wasn't flirting with you. Sorry. <laughs> how, do you how, how are you able to tell based on the photos? Just, uh, it's like, you know, He's a saying scale she's of 1 attractive. to 10 compared to a scale of 1 to 10. The numbers, they don't add up. The math just doesn't work. I'm sorry. She's you're probably just, Sid. She's just very friendly. Yeah. I'll believe it. We have a clip of what she said to him. <laughs> you jerk. I also interviewed Christina Scabia from uh, Lacuna Coil, Ooh. who was so pretty. See? She's Why is it always sexist. about the looks? You're right. And then she was also there with the, her co-vocalist, whose name escapes me. Not Volvatron? pretty. <laughs> no. um, Andrea or whatever Yeah, Andrea. That's his name. Yeah. I'd like to read a comment that Scott Shannon said in the chat. Mm-hmm. He needs to go on the N train and see if he can still have an orgasm with all those Asians clipping their toenails <laughs> around him. <laughs> That is a, a turnoff. But Rob has no problem with Asians. Rob's into Asians. Oh, I thought he meant the guy in the video needs to do that. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Also, I wouldn't mind 100 orgasms. Maybe after like the 99th, I'd be But like, that's a day, not like just that you can ration out however long you want. <laughs> and you don't have a choice. Oh, dear God. Though really, you're like, I mean, I guess it would make brunch uncomfortable on the weekends. <laughs> but other than that, like, how's it really affecting yeah, your life? With his White Castle sack. A few more typos in blog entries. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of... Uh, oh my you God. just audibly type that out? Just, yeah. Just as I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. What else do we have to talk about here? Malcolm Young being insane. Oh, poor That's Malcolm sad. Young. 
Yeah, his dimension. But Angus is stroke. the one that everybody likes, right? So, well, Malcolm was the the songwriter. They've been writing the same song over and over for like twenty five yeah, years. Yeah, I think he already had dementia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Maybe the Ramones it. had dementia. There's a uh, lot of bands. Yeah, no, he forgets that he wrote the song yeah. and he writes it again. He keeps thinking, "Oh man, this is going to be so catchy. People are going to love it." So now he got checked into a nursing home oh. that deals with dementia. Any, in Australia or where? Yeah. And basically, he can't like if you go in and say Josh, something. If to, you're if you live near that nursing home, Josh, give us a call and let us know. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Uh, anyway, like uh, somebody can come in and say hello to him, and then they'll leave, and then come right back a minute later, and he won't remember mm-hmm. at all. It's very, it's very tragic. Does very he think sad. Bon Scott is still alive? Oh, what? well, he I think might. it's all short-term memory, so he probably remembers like up until the uh, point that he had the stroke. He thinks it's still 1983, probably. No, well, then that's a good. That was a good time for them. Sure. Maybe was. Could this be because of the shaking all night long? <laughs> Did she really shake him all night long? Now he's shaking all damage? night long. Is that possible? Oh, speaking of White Castle, <laughs> I'm uh, a horrible person. You, you're terrible. <laughs> no, you said the story of a 102 year old woman who celebrated her birthday at White Castle. What a way to go! What if you're 102? Who gives a fuck? Maybe there's like something in the food that keeps you alive longer. And all Rob's those preservatives—they right. preserve the, the eater. Your insides. Yeah. Uh, I love that uh, the, the way Gothamist, where you link the story, frame it as very depressing. Why is it depressing? Because aim higher. Rob, tweet at them. Tweet at the person that wrote that article. This woman has been eating there once a month for more than 80 years. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. She just doesn't know that there's other restaurants that have opened in those last 80 years. She, that she can't might go see to. anything. Take and Grandma to goes, Chipotle. Come on. She goes, she asserts that eating properly is very important to a long life. <laughs> and she writes at some point she hopes to get around to learning the White Castle recipe. Uh, what have you been shit on a bun? Yeah. yeah. Papa so Squat. It's a tasty shit on a bun, but it's still basically shit on a bun. There was an urban legend for many years when I was a child that White Castle had liver. It was made of liver and like part, like 25% beef and the rest oh. liver. Gizzards. It turns oh. out that it's not true. But people love liver, so that some yeah. people might not even have Pete a problem with that. I do. I do like a, a nice fried liver. See, I think that it. started because, like, when you open a White Castle, part of the burger sticks to the bun, mm-hmm. like it's sort of liquidy, almost. Yeah, mm. like a liver would if you were eating liver and or bread like together. Plastic mm. would. It's just yeah. what it actually. It's just everything. Guys, I think I'm gonna have White Castle for dinner. Yeah, everything no, about. Close now, sorry. Everything He's about gonna, White Castle is unappetizing. I'm going to go to the one in the city. It still does taste good. I do like in, the fries. In the moment, it tastes good. Yeah. If you don't look at it, if you just eat it, it's great. And the Wait, what are you ring. talking about now? <laughs> White Castle. We don't want to be sexist. Go on. <laughs> but when you... It's sort of like, you know when you... Let's say, let's pick at random, McDonald's. When you eat McDonald's, probably like 15 minutes later, it hits you that you're going to have to take a shit, right? Yeah. Immediately, almost. Well, White Castle's like reverse. It's like negative time. Like yeah. you have to shoot before you even put it Imagine in the Imagine that a hundred times a day. <laughs> oh. oh my God. <laughs> Just anal spasms constantly. <laughs> That's sort of my life already because I've eaten so bad for so I long. I will say I did have a Uh-oh. glorious cleansing last night after the White Castle. Oh, yeah. It, it was an intense 40 minutes. By force? Like, did you enema yourself? Or oh, no. <laughs> no the I, there was no need for an enema, my friend. Okay. <laughs> what did you do while uh, on the toilet? You some I, uh, I have, I have an uh, iPad, so I was, like, browsing it. But then, like, it became... 
There was so much shitting to do that I literally had, had to, to put, put my down. iPad down. Focus. To focus. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's get through this. Let's let's make uh, this. Note happen. to yeah. self: never use Rob's iPad. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. fecal matter on it. <laughs> oh, there's fecal matter practically on every every item I own. Post uh, White Castle shits are very intense. Yes, I have to say they. Lots of regret. No regret. No burn. Have you never had White Castle? You. I haven't eaten fast food in a very long time. Wow, we got to get you White Castle. No, I'm not going to. Just eat eat like five of them. (laughs) (laughs) They're not big. Why not six? Just do a half a dozen. All right, get six. Just just have the whole crave cake. Trying to ease her into. I haven't eaten White Castle maybe seven years, and I haven't had McDonald's since the third grade. Damn. What? Third grade. I haven't. Had, oh, I guess I've, I've had it recently, but before that, I've I haven't had it in a really, really long time. Yeah. Where is White Castle? Around? Oh, the one you went to. Closed. There's one on. Um, There's one in Midtown. There's one in New Utrecht. There's one like right by something? Borough Park. That's oh. the one that my brother would always drive to, really drunk, and he would plow their <laughs> garden and stuff with his car. <laughs> <laughs> and then driving. poop in the garden. And yeah. Fertilize the. Garden oh, and I guess the one, is the one in uh, by Brooklyn College still around? No, gone. Many years gone. Oh, so sad. Like five years. Probably. So sad. We we'll always from Mets games. Remember the shuttle? Yeah, we'll always like have that. that one time that our friend Nick lit up a joint. Oh yeah, rolled on loose leaf paper in the yeah. White Castle, and then got into a fight with someone. Remember? No, I got into a fight with some guy. Because he was complimenting my converses. Oh, yeah. And then that somehow oh, was yeah. me insulting him. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. what? Explain this. This guy was like, you got great, nice shoes. I'm like, thank you. Oh, you, you think I can't compliment you on your shoes? Yeah, yeah he was just starting shit with yeah. Rob. What? Yep, there's about seven of us in there. Yeah. And, I was like, and how I many of did this guy in his group? Two or three. Oh, okay. Yeah, but insane. they probably had a gun or a knife. And yeah, didn't. that's why you just don't answer. Just nod your head yeah. in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> good times all around. Yeah, White Castle is never in a good neighborhood, usually. It's no. unfortunate. At least in New York. I'm sure in uh, other parts of the country, they're, mm. they're fine. Why don't you start a, f- a franchise, Rob? The thought has crossed my mind. White Castle's all fast food seems to be closing. I, in my life, up until this year, I never saw a McDonald's go out of business. I've seen two go out of business this year. Yeah. The one on King's Highway, right? King's Highway, gone. But that was that a going out of business or was it bought out? Because there's going to be like a mall there. It's empty. I don't know what's there. It's I think they're building a mall. And I saw one on Sheepshead Bay Road. That one's gone. It became a 7-Eleven and that's gone now. Jeez. It's like a license to print money. I don't know how they... I mean, they're right in front of the train station. It's crazy. People actually develop self-respect at some point, maybe? Good. People Good. are reading the news. I hope yeah. they go out of business. All of them. Even Rob's that he's opening? Oh, well. I'll Would you give us that. freebies, Rob? Would you make us work? I'll say yes. But I probably won't. Piece of shit. Can you imagine if, like, in an alternate universe, we were all Rob's McDonald employees and he was our manager? Oh, it definitely wouldn't be a McDonald's. I hate McDonald's. I would not. If if I'd have to do one of those, it'd be a Burger King at least. Or Wendy's. Oh, the Wendy. Ultimately, yeah. Like Wendy's or White Castle. Wendy's and White Castle are my two excusable fast food restaurants. The other ones, Taco Bell. Even Taco Bell. Chipotle. Well, I don't consider it. Chipotle is like a Starbucks level. It's like a, 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 a step above. I don't consider that fast food either. Yeah. It is, though. Yeah. It's, sli- it's better made fast food. But it's still fast food. Okay. 
Well, then yes. By your standards, then yes, I will do Chipotle. Tim Hortons? But of those standards of, of fast food... Pizza Hut? No, I, I mm. won't do pizza. I won't do, any, I won't do Domino. There's, I live in New York. I have no need for fast food pizza. Papa John's, no thank you. I saw a box on the street for Little Caesars Pizza. Is there one around? Is there I one around? Swan. There's one yeah, there's, in, in, in Bushwick. There's one in but my they're, neighborhood. They're too. not delivering here, though, from Bushwick. Right? Yeah, well, maybe they came all the way It was like Bushwick. in the street. And it was just a really windy day, so it blew here from Bushwick. <laughs> All the way from Williamsburg. Yeah. How about KFC in the chat? They want to know. No. Oh, that's one of the worst. No, that's I'm horrible. spoiled. There's there's a lot of really good fried KFC chicken places around me. Awful, awful chicken. KFC is the worst. Uh, the only thing worse than KFC chicken is the McDonald's chicken select. No, Never that's way that. better than KFC. Mm. The Rollin' Roaster was mentioned in the chat also. Mm-hmm. That's good. How do yeah. they bring yeah. that up? Who's bringing that up? Scott Shannon. Scott Shannon, of course. Rolling Roaster That's good stuff. That's Dan, Well, maybe because Dan Ozzy just tweeted They're not a so fast, Rolling Roaster. Yeah, they still play the 1970s commercial. Five Guys is a fantastic... Uh, it's all right. I don't, don't like Five Guys. Not overpriced for what it is. Why don't you like Five Guys? I don't guys? care about the, the price. It's just burnt. Like, every time mm. I've had a burger there, it's like rough. It's too much. I also... Burnt like, edges. That's the place I get the shits crazy And they're tiny burgers. Time. They're like... They, it's all... It's like 90% bun. The bun is a regular. Do you get the junior or the regular? I get what I don't know. I've been there twice. I just got whatever you know. But I don't know the regular. I find it hard to even finish because it's so much. It's like two patties. Yeah, I was not impressed by five guys, and it was dirty, nasty, dirty Mm. counter. Which one did you go to? Uh, The one in Bay Ridge, Fifth Avenue, I guess. Yeah, that's. uh, I've I've never been to that one, but that one one. does look pretty skanky. I've been to the one at Union Square recently. Union Square. (laughs) Halloween's next month, buddy. It's already starting. (laughs) <laughs> the Crypt Keeper. I went to Union Scare. <laughs> That's our cover, fast food talk. Do we cover all this, the stories here? Uh, we have a few more. We have a caller. Who's on the line? Hey, guys. It's Josh. Hello. Hey. What's up, Josh? See, so you finally made it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fi- finally. <laughs> what's up? Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to say to Sid, how's that potential working out for you? How's that what? Oh, potential? The what, potential. for my team? Well, my team sucks, but yeah. it's okay. I'm not winning. Even if I win the Fantasy Football League, I don't get a prize, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. How Did you win this week? Um, I've got one more player left, and I don't think I'm going to win. So this will be your first loss of the year, then? Sid, are you all up um, I will be one like and three. It. Okay. Sorry, Josh. What'd you say? How's the uh, uh, live cast football fantasy football league doing in general? Fine. Who's in? The, who's number one? Um, let me take a look. Uh, it's uh, Luke. I think it's Smegma BBQ. I think he's one of the best. <laughs> How I'm many good. teams are there? Eighteen. Wow. Which is the most we've ever had. We're basically using every player in the league at this point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, there's three undefeated teams. No, four undefeated teams right now. Who are the undefeated teams? I don't know who half these people are. But the names of the teams. Contemporaneously is undefeated. That's a great name. Um, hold on. I have to go back. And that is run by... I'm trained classically. I'm trained contemporaneously. <laughs> Then Smegma BBQ is undefeated. Rob is Australia, which is our friend Barry. He's undefeated. Oh, no, wait. That's you, Josh. Sorry. Barry is Wales. No, that's me. And Alex's team, who 
I don't even think he's set his lineup yet this year, but somehow he's 3-0. Oh. Who's Alex? I don't well, know. if you auto-pick and, and yeah. you just happen to have good players. But yeah, that's what happened in my kids. fantasy league, baseball his, league. Darren is one of, of the winless teams. This week. Why you got to call me out like that? Darren, the real champ ones, baby Daniel, good one Darinsky, and Jose Mangan is a POS. <laughs> I told oh, you I, I, didn't, I told you not to put me in the league because I'm, I'm a baseball but once fanatic. Again, like, once I'm again, not, we aren't prize eligible anyway, so yeah, we're just there to fill it out. We're like seat fillers at the award shows. It's yeah. fine. I'm a baseball. If you do a baseball league, I'll run shit. But I don't think we could get this many people for a baseball league is the issue. And Try. isn't it more of a commitment for a yes. baseball fantasy league? It's very slightly more. It's people really complain not. about it, though. It's like I agree 20 minutes you, a week. People, yeah. And probably football is like five minutes a week. It's nothing. <laughs> it's no difference. 15 minutes. You just I'll do yourself. it. I don't, right. I don't even negative. know shit about baseball. So. Well, you didn't know shit about football, and now you're like addicted. Baseball. No, I, I didn't. The only thing I'd ever known about football was from watching the league. Yeah, that's so. Baseball is so much more tailor made for fantasy leagues. I feel because it's more stats. It's stat. The game itself is more stat yeah. driven. You know, because it's more individual play. Like you got a pitcher versus a batter, and it's one on one. Even though there's nine other guys, you know, nine guys on the yeah. side. But I don't know. I like it better. All right. Thank you for your call, Josh. Goodbye, Josh. <laughs> that was Josh from Wales, Australia. Uh, <laughs> who are you? You just said who he was. Yeah, just said he didn't Josh. hear. All right, he's a Come little on, Douglas. Short, short squat man. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> so what's this Chinese thing, Noah? What, what happened here? Rats and roaches. Oh, shutter Jesus. Chinese restaurant. Jared is going to have little. Chinese. Well, I'm not because. Uh, Can we talk about it? Not, no, not because of that. I, I, my girlfriend had to cancel on uh, going to the restaurant. Is everything okay? Yeah, she's all right. It's just uh, home uh, fixing. You know, they're they're uh, rebuilding the house still from Hurricane Sandy, and you know now they're fixing up the apartment for us to move into. Wow. So, uh, but there's a lot of shit to do. So, is it Chinese workers? There. Huh? Is it Chinese workers? No, it's her father basically wow. doing everything. He has a crew that comes on the weekend, but they're gone by now. I would assume. Are you excited to be living on Brighton Beach eventually, Darren? Not that, not specifically Brighton Beach, but I'm excited to move in with her. Yeah, for sure. Have a little palace fried chicken whenever you want. I'm not going to be eating that. I need to lose weight, man. I, I had lost about 45 pounds, and I put back about 30 of it. So, I so no variety for you on Brighton Beach. No what? Ski. Well, I can I can manage Kichonka. like yeah. Not just a little palace. Bougenina. Palace is probably over the line. Like, palace, okay. right? Yeah, that's just big. how many nights a week junk. are you going to be uh, meeting Rob's sister for dinner? Like Never. a little three three person dinner I, gang. Well, I don't talk to her now. We connect. So. I was going to say we should have Rob and, and Mama Rob over to our house for dinner. Ooh, oh, Mama Rob. But she doesn't live there anymore. I forgot. She, she, she doesn't live the there subway. anymore. Yeah. We could work it out. Yeah. Are you going to go to Nargis? <laughs> Not Cafe, Cafe Glechik is the, is oh, the Russian. My mom uh, likes Nargis. Re- restaurant. What about Ovjura? What is that? No, I That's on King's Highway. It's called glutton. That means yeah. glutton in English. They actually have, it says Ovjura, and it has a picture yeah, like a fat of guy. a guy, a big He's fat like guy with a, with a napkin on with his yeah. fork and knife yeah. like this. It's like, Ready come on, pigs. Eat. 
I'm into it's it. It's the Russian uh, White Castle. <laughs> I like that Nar just by uh, Jenny's old place. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is with the, the garlic one? fries. Oh, yeah. that, oh no, there was another. Nar- That's the one Nar- I was Nargis thinking Cafe. of. What's the place on 86th Street and Stillwell Avenue? It's like under the train. Oh, I've been there I once. I don't remember what the name. I know what you're talking. I feel like about. I've been had, to a bar mitzvah there. I've had a samsa. Samsa. It's it's like that meat pie that's like a triangle. That's what the guy yells out. Oh, oh, like the turnover coming basically. eighty times a day. Some <laughs> and some babka meat pie and some kutliete. Someone in the Scott Shannon says international food closed. Is that possible? <gasps> oh yeah, it closed. What? They, what? They sold the building. To who? Where will we get lamb shish kebab? <laughs> who well, there's it? plenty of other yeah. sala. Like, there's one like. place on Brian Beach Avenue that is out of this world good. And I cannot believe this. We went in there to get like cold cuts and stuff. And they were nice. They were Which nice place? Russian people. I can't remember the fucking what, name. Do you remember the street? I think it's between four, Brighton 4th and 5th. Not 100% sure. Okay, I know the place. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're so nice. Oh, can I help you with something else? Like, you never you know see why? that. Because they want to sell everything so it doesn't become not fresh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I read, actually, I haven't seen it yet, but there's like a Russian version of Whole Foods that just yeah. opened at the old Oceana <gasps> Theater. Oh, boy. Oh, I God. really want to go there. Wow. And like, Let's like go. scope it so out. So like they're eco-friendly and all that stuff? No, they just have like very fancy, like organic fish. Everything's wrapped in gold. All the bread, <laughs> like like artisanal and bread. Uh-huh. And, and like everything's overpriced. So. Scott Shannon, call in and give us some Brighton recommendations for Darren. Come on. <laughs> well, I've been like still- basically living there. Uh, Brooklyn Bazaar is a good place to get some cold cuts. We're just moving into a new apartment. It's on Coney Island Avenue. Isn't Brooklyn Bazaar a venue now in Williamsburg? No, that's the Brooklyn Flea, I thought. No, no, no. no. Brooklyn Didn't Joaquin play at the oh. Brooklyn Bazaar? Oh, that's a, it's a different <laughs> yes. bazaar. Joaquin <laughs> played at a Russian <laughs> convenience Turn store. Turn it down! We have to sell the cold cuts! Don't use the raw pig on your stage! <laughs> we, we have to sandwich. smoke it for our bujanina! <laughs> <laughs> that big is it for you? It's for the Bujanina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. We have time. to use proper operating procedure. We don't want to lose customers to Avjura <laughs> and Narges. <laughs> Rob's always smoking that Bujanina. Mm. I love smoked Bujanina. Well, that's redundant. Bujanina isn't. Kilbasa is what you love. I love Kilbasa. I could love both. Double fist. Sure. I got two hands. Bushman in one hand, kielbasa in the other. Stuff it down my throat. See, like, I always think that bujanina is the sausage. No, bujanina is roast pork. Pork roast. That's, like, literally what it is. And then kielbasa could be any sort of... Kielbasa is, uh, like, the Well, there's Polska kielbasa, which is a specific kind of sausage. Mm -hmm. But then there's, like, uh, I feel like kielbasa is just the general term for cold cuts in Russian. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I understand that. So that's the difference. I I love Bujanina. See? (laughs) You don't have to apologize, Tom Rye. I'm not ashamed (laughs) of my love of Bujanina. He ate your Bujanina, though. He's sorry. (laughs) Okay, well, the next He's stealing your love. Oh, I think, uh, is this Scott Shannon calling in? 646. Hello? Yes. Oh, it's not Scott Shannon. This is uh, Eric from Brooklyn. Hello, Eric from Brooklyn. Scott Shannon in the chat. Yeah, that's what we meant. (laughs) Jesus. I forgot his name. (laughs) It's 
it's very we confusing. We didn't think it was the actual Scott Shannon calling our Yeah, we don't think he's really listening. Well, he might have dementia like Malcolm Young and call us <laughs> yeah. by accident. So, Eric, longtime local listener. Where does uh, Eric live? He lives uh, in uh, Benson. Benson Hurst. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Huh. Uh, so how's South Brooklyn going? Uh, any new updates? Any, You're any in th- South Brooklyn, Rob. What? what? <laughs> Did you forget? <laughs> uh, when was the last time you were in Brighton? A uh, week ago or so. There to see our babushka? That's a, yeah, that's true. That's where my grandma lives. <laughs> Have you ever seen Rob's sister hanging out? I don't know what Rob's sister looks like. Come on, man. you got to do a better Google search. <laughs> She's really tall and it's she looks there. like Rob just with the one ch- hair and <laughs> bigger boobs. You gotta, you gotta. No, do I, have, you, I haven't seen Rob in a wig around Brighton. Sorry, <laughs> it's better. She doesn't have a beard. She doesn't look like no. She, she looks. Doesn't. You can see that it's his sister. If you squint like really hard, but <laughs> I can barely quick. see that. Really, I, yeah. I don't think Alexis looks like you at all. See I now do. you know I her think, name. Go find her. On, I on definitely, I definitely think she looks like you can. You can see really? that they're related, but you yeah. wouldn't say they're twins or something like that. You can see that they're related. If sure. I didn't know she was Rob's sister, I wouldn't think that they're related. Yeah, but I because agree. I know that's yeah. okay. How I can see the resemblance. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Eric. <laughs> When you go to Brighton, what are your favorite spots to hit up? Where, where do you like to eat? Uh, I think you mentioned the place, Brighton Bazaar. That's pretty much the like the standard place to go to. That's where you get all the usual Russian stuff. <laughs> Any of the cafes? Do you go to Glechik? Do you go to... Uh, Tatiana. Tatiana, right? <laughs> Volna. Which is... Is Volna the one that was right by your building? Yeah, both okay. Tatiana and Volna are both right. But one's the one right on like the Yeah, corner. Volna, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Place is not bad. What are you doing down in Brighton Beach that you're there? His grandma. His grandma. Oh, I didn't hear that. Part. Rest in Sorry. peace. Are you Russian? <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. So can you guys talk in Russian? Just, we could. just carry on a conversation in Russian. Ask him a question. I, I can't be put on the spot. Plus, my Russian is abysmal. <laughs> Can we can we get Mama Rabba on the line and she could talk to we him? Definitely cannot oh, get Mama Rabba on the line. Why not? <laughs> come on, Mama Rabba, Mama Rabba, Sister Rabba, hook her up with Aaron. Uh, oh, that poor woman. Ah, my skin crawls sharing the sound bites. No, 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 Unfortunately, I have not run into Rob's mom. Unfortunately, you haven't run into her. With she's car. a lovely lady. Why? Why? Why should it be fortunate that you? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take it easy on your mom, Robin. Thank oh. you. Thank you. Oh, Show hey. her a good time before you run into her. <laughs> take her out for some pluff first. Yeah, mm, pluff. What are some of your favorite Russian dishes? As an Americanized Russian, what can you stand? Uh, I like most of the food, honestly. 
Do you like holidays? Which is no, I can't stand that shit. Holidays is gelatin made out of chicken <laughs> soup broth. It's basically you make chicken soup with the chicken inside, and then you just put it in the fridge, and you serve it as gelatin. Yeah, it's disgusting. I, I always Dirty thought it was. Duty. I always thought it was so. I would never touch it, and then like, I remember I came home. Uh, really, really stoned one day, and it was the only thing in the fridge. And I was like, "Fine, I'm so hungry, I have to eat this chicken fat gelatin." And you know, it's not that bad. Can I tell you something? When I first started going out with Jennifer, like three years ago, we went on a date, and we went to like Second Avenue and 14th Street around there. And all those Polish restaurants, and I wanted to go to Polish restaurant. We passed this Ukrainian restaurant because I think the ones we wanted to go to were closed or whatever. And we go in there, and she ordered that. She ordered, I don't know what it was called, but it was just like a jello mold with bits of chicken floating in it. Yeah, holidays. And she took a picture of it and put it on Facebook, I remember. It was so, so disgusting. Did she like it, though? She lo- She eats anything it's disgusting. Good. It's good. not bad. Do you eat it just... with, like, a cracker or, like, with rice or something? Well, it's only crackers that are eating it, Noah. I think that's... Yeah, yeah you eat it with bread. Ugh. Like a rye bread. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I can't on the... She'll just eat any... The only thing she doesn't like is Marmite. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. that. I've never had I don't that. like Sala. I can't. No. I, just the concept of smoked lard. Yeah, that is just, not like, what's wrong with I didn't know what that was. <laughs> My parents used to eat that and Khaledjits all the time. Sa- yeah, a pe- Russian people go nuts for Sala. I think it's just a testament to people that grew up during like the, the d- Depression area, uh, era in Russia where like all there was to eat, all that they could afford was Sala. So then they're just like, oh, no, <laughs> this is, is actually... It's like smoked, oh, the, the smoked smoke lard. Yeah. What's yeah. that? What? Did, that sounds like pizdiets. Is that a similar word? Pizdiets. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. If you have to be one to eat one. <laughs> but, is that like really the similar word though, or is that? No, pizdiets is like a. Is I mean, like, they come from the same thing. Oh no, because it ends with the. Well, yets is like like that suffix. Is it? I don't know. It's it, it could be. Added on to, I, I can't explain the grammar right, of it. Right. I don't know. What My about, Russian is uh, Mama Rabadiets. <laughs> no. Yeah, what like, about Pipiska? What? Pipiska. <laughs> Pipiska. <laughs> are you that? saying Pete? Are you trying to say Petus? Pipiska. It's just Pickles and Dicks. Pipiska, yeah. Pickles and Dicks. Whoever taught you Russian had a stuttering problem, Noah. Pipiska. I know an Albanian Pichka means vagina. Yes. <laughs> I know you can have a conversation with Eric. What do you need, Rob? Yeah. Uh, okay. Ask him. Um, Ask Eric. Tehochitskushits Rob's yaitsa. Oh. So yaitza could mean both balls and eggs. Same in Spanish, by the way. So you could be asking if Eric wants to eat my eggs. Svinia. (laughs) (laughs) Ten seconds. Uh, Shut up. um, That's not what I said. (laughs) Zaraza. (laughs) Did your mom ever call you that? Yes, of course. What does that mean? (laughs) Like a disease? Yeah, diseased, basically. Oh, good times, good times. Should I ever call you this? You're so consumed, no talent, mediocre piece of shit. Eric's Strasti Noche. 
Spokojne noć. Oh, spokojne noć. Spokojne noć, yeah. El Duderino wants to know if you ever hit and run on uh, Uncle Gianna. <laughs> Rest in peace. Maybe that's how he actually... Eric, what's your grandmother's name? Baba. Um, Rita. Okay. That works. I believe that. Baba Raba. <laughs> You believe him, but not the orgasm guy. No, that guy's <laughs> full of shit. My grandmother's name was Rosa. Oh, I wonder if Rita and Rosa were friends. Rosa. <laughs> Why do you find that funny? I don't know. <laughs> Rosa, what? It's just the way you go into it, Rosa. the accent. I like got the it. way I roll the R. Rosa. My, what about you? My grandmas were uh, Faga and Riva. Faga. Riva. What, Riva. what about your dad's mom? What was her name? Is her name, I don't know. Tuba. Tuba. What? Like the instrument? Yeah. Damn, that's right. Is she that's still alive Tuba Pazbani. I, no, I think she passed away. What was, what but she was Iranian. Name? I never met her. She was uh, a Russian trumpet? My grandfather, my, on my mom's side, was uh, Simeon, Simon. Oh, okay. I don't know my grandfather on my dad's side. Call Papa Rob right now. <laughs> he might break down crying on the air. Yeah, his dad died movies. when he was nine. So. Oh, geez. So you might not remember his dad's name. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's been I, a while. It came up. Rest in peace. It might have, I might have just forgotten. Grandpa again. Gra- <laughs> They're all Gannas. Why not? <laughs> Grandma Tuba. Rob's last phone call. Babachka. <laughs> I missed you. This is my Persian grandma yeah. Tuba. There's no Rabachka. <sighs> Did your dad just text you? Is he listening? <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, Papa Rabba. <laughs> Malaikum salam, Sid. <laughs> You're not Papa Rob. Don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> Impossible. How do you know I'm not a Papa? I'm there a Rabba. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, I think there's no higher we can get than that. Yeah, well, Spasiba, Eric. Way. I'll find out uh, soon enough. Hmm. Spasiba, Rob. Yeah. Spasiba, Spasiba Eric, Sid. for the call. Spokojne noč. Spasiba, Tova. Spasiba, vam. Do svidanja. Oh, very nice. Spira daj babuški privijat, pažalosta. Right. I, I told him to uh, to send his grandmother my regards. All right. That's our show. We'll be back next week. We're going to have Mike from the Contortionist. I want to dedicate a song to uh, Papa Raba. Okay. okay. We have Mike from the Contortionist calling in. Well, they're on tour with Periphery, aren't they? Are they? Intervals and contortionists. Oh, okay, then yeah. Yeah. Do you think maybe Jake will be around and then he could pass the phone so you could say hi? I could tell him. Okay, <laughs> there you go. There or you like go. fuck with him during the interview somehow. Like sneak up behind him and scare him. And they'll be like, yeah, we've made that happen. It's funny. Sure. On the show. Or maybe oh. we can just ask Jake to ask him interview questions. We'll just have Jake the do the interview. We don't even have to. Yeah. He could call. No, we could interview the guy and then we could interview Jake about the guy. Like so, yeah. he, he, this is how he answered. Was he lying? Yeah, he said the tour is going well. Is that true? He said he's not being a burden on periphery. That he's quote is. stoked to be on the road with you guys. Does he seem stoked? <laughs> Does your stoked meter go off the chart when when he enters the room? <clears throat> All right, let's hear the song. Right, Get we're up here. to our long distance dedication. This one goes out to Papa Rabba. <laughs> oh. Oh. 
just want the meat.
is Democracy Manifest.